This is BookCareers.com Live, the podcast about careers in book publishing for people who are looking for a job, building a career or who want to do their current job better. I'm your host, Suzanne Collier, the founder of BookCareers.com and it's my job to solve career problems relating to the book world. If you're looking for a job in book publishing, do check out the bookcareers.com website for all our services. There is bound to be something to help you through your current situation. We have a newcomers job club, a professionals coaching group, offer help with CVs, covering letters, applications and interviews, run a one day how to job search in book publishing course, as well as support people through redundancy or even wanting to career change out of book publishing. Visit bookcareers.com or book into our careers clinic via the website or my email as always is Suzanne at bookcareers.com. Hello and welcome to episode 199 of bookcareers.com live. This week is the start of Working Publishing Week, about all things careers in book publishing. Today we are replaying our extra long episode full of questions and answers about working in book publishing, as it's an episode that I have recommended to so many people during the past 12 months. So once you've had a listen to this episode, make sure you're following the hashtag WorkInPublishing across social media. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of bookcareers.com live. Woohoo! When I launched this podcast in January 2019, I really didn't expect it to last for more than 12 episodes. Yet here we are, episode 200. And I want to thank you. At whatever point you became a listener, whether it was episode one, episode 10 or anything along your journey, or if this is your first episode, thank you for listening in. It really is appreciated and I love receiving your comments, feedback and ideas for future episodes. And I've got quite a lot of those at the moment. If you want to add to the list of suggested episodes, then please do contact me. If you want a topic covered, then do get in touch. What better way to celebrate our 200th episode than by giving you the best of the best, the best of career development and five tips which might not seem much but will make the greatest difference to your applications and your career. Let's start at the beginning. The one piece of advice I give to everyone and something I mention in almost every talk I give will sound really simple, but it's critical to success. Number one, learn how to read and understand instructions. We live in a world where everyone skim reads. We all have short attention spans and so many people fail to read an instruction, an email or a job advertisement in detail. But if you can train yourself to read everything in full and understand the meaning of instruction, then you will be like a genius compared to others, especially when job searching. 
take time to read the job advertisement in detail and understand every line and phrase before crafting your application and tailoring it to the role. By doing this, you're likely to be in the top 20% of every job you apply for. There's more of this on an episode that will be referenced in the blog that accompanies this episode. Number two concerns the layout of your CV. Always put your contact details at the top and remove all colour so your CV should be black text on a white background. But most importantly, if you use columns to lay out your CV, I would recommend you remove them. I've done quite a bit of research on this and the people I see who are unemployed the longest or struggling the most to find a role appear to use columns on their CV. All of them, or most of them, but it's something I see so frequently in people who are long-term unemployed. I first noticed this when running a job club in Scotland. 11 people were on a course and the nine who had been unemployed the longest all had their CV in columns. It cannot be a coincidence. Since then, I've monitored it and most of the people who don't get jobs seem to have their CV in columns and most of the people who do get jobs don't seem to have their CV in columns. Now, there are exceptions to every rule, but if you can, remove columns for your CV. There are five or six episodes on CVs, and these will also be linked in the blog post. Number three. Now, this is going to hurt a few people. But if you are looking for an entry level role, remember that what you're looking for is an office job which might have a bit of creativity thrown in. But overall, when you work in book publishing, you're basically doing an office job. Only instead of working with clients or on projects or different products, your role concerns books and authors. One client told me this year that they've been looking for a publishing job for quite a while. Yet then they heard me describe entry-level roles as an office job with a bit of creativity. They had a light bulb moment and started to reframe their applications because they had bags of office experience, which they hadn't realised had value. And that is key. When you ask most employers what they want at entry-level, It's about someone who can organise and prioritise their work, someone who can multitask, answer emails professionally and open a Word document or Excel spreadsheet and start typing. Someone who is prepared to muck in, work with others in a team, uses their initiative and has a high degree of accuracy. None of that is exclusive to working in book publishing. And believe me, when a manager is looking for someone who can hold the pivotal assistant role for a department, these skills will draw them to choosing you as a candidate. 
It's like when I'm looking for someone to work with me at Book Careers. I'd rather train you in how to use Twitter than in how to use Outlook, create an Excel spreadsheet or prioritise your work. Number four is about vocabulary, grammar and punctuation. Book publishers are the purveyors of the English language. Whatever you write, aim to make it error free and use appropriate vocabulary. For instance, I keep seeing the word gotten trickle into UK vocabulary. I even saw a media outlet use the word last week and boy, did it make me cringe. Yet I'm seeing one or two entry level applicants using the word gotten in their covering letter. Gotten is an Americanism currently and thankfully it is not part of mainstream UK English. So refrain from using such words. And if when you are using any words, do, do check you are using them appropriately and in context. I see words such as wandering with an A appearing rather than wondering with an O. Yes, we can blame autocorrect, but this was before autocorrect took over. And when I questioned the person, they hadn't realised the difference between the words wandering and wondering. So do check and double check every word, whether it's an email or an application of a marketing document or a book or on social media. Number five is upskill constantly. Train, train, train and don't wait for others to initiate your training or upskilling. It will help your skills portfolio expand and keep you employable regardless of your age. For example, to keep my RCDP status, I have to undertake a minimum of 25 hours CPD, that is continuous professional development, a year, every single year. It's the same as when I was an aerobics teacher. I had to undertake 25 hours of CPD a year to keep my insurance certificate valid. It taught me from a very early age that training and upskilling is something you need to do all the time. Whether it's a formal training course from the Publishing Training Centre or the CIEP or using the IPG Skills Hub or something from Book Machine Campus or whether it's participating in a webinar, a discussion or watching a 10 minute video about how to use TikTok, all of this is upskilling. I have it scheduled in my diary that I aim to do one hour of upskilling a week. Recently, that was a webinar about the research into remote working, some build your business seminars, a course on writing personal statements, training on marketing plans, and coming up, I have some coaching training, training on writing UCAS applications, 
and training on employee renegotiations on salary and benefits, as well as learning some new software and some SEND training for special needs. And also I'm trying to schedule in some work shadowing. There's an awful lot in there. So the best thing you can do for your career is to ensure you train yourself for at least 25 hours a year every year. And that's non-negotiable. No training experience is ever lost. Even if all you learn is how not to run a training course, you're learning something. And the day you stop learning is the day you die. If you want the best in career development or you wish you had a career to develop, then my email, as always, is suzanne at bookcareers.com. You can also book into the Careers Clinic. There are limited appointments available at present and I'm releasing appointments on a weekly basis for the time being, but this will switch back to normal just as soon as I've moved home. And I am moving home. Thank you. Now it is your opportunity to join in the live discussion. You can find us across social media using the hashtag BookCareers or on Twitter at BookCareers or me personally, Suzanne Collier. Or visit our own platform at bookcareers.com slash live. Thank you for listening. May you all be doing a job you love and being paid the salary that you so richly deserve. Bye.